Hello and welcome to Dog in the Spotlight. I'm George Sainsbury and I'm joined again by Larry Cavello-Phillips. Hello. And I'm also joined by her husband, Ash. Hello. And last week we had a success. We had a dog that made the list. <laughs> now. Last week's dog. He was a gorgeous dog, the Bedlington Terrier. And you had never heard of this dog. I never heard of it. I'd never seen it. I'm genuinely I'm trying to think about it. <laughs> now we got one. Now you've got one. They've just gone out and bought a Bedlington Terrier. We ha- absolutely have not. <laughs> so, this week I think I found another dog that will definitely make your list. I've just okay. got a funny feeling about it. But before then, dog in the news. dog in the news this week i originally had a different story however ash is slowly trying to take over the podcast and has gone from being completely silent in the background for two years to slowly growing like moss and taking over every part of this podcast this so, is very true we just got ourselves a brand new microphone and ash went should i take that one and let me and larry share <laughs> i said you only do health I couldn't believe it. So I have the microphone and those two are sharing. Anyway, so what did Ash try and take over and tell you to do this news article? So Ash's got a very interesting dog in the news story that everybody jumped on. Went, oh, that's brilliant. Let's do that. So kudos to Ash. Um, It is about a dog that has been living with a pack of coyotes in Nevada. Wow. Now, there's a particular dog who was abandoned and very quickly became part of this pack of coyotes. And they also suspect he may have been the leader of this pack for um, over a year. And the pack of coyotes used to come into a neighborhood um, and the residents would be tracking it because they started to get quite worried about it when it started to develop a limp. Because when it developed a limp, they thought the coyotes might actually turn on it because it was kind of the leader of the pack. Ah. Um, So eventually they lured it into a crate in order to rescue it um, and apparently looked very relieved. Although it had been living quite harmoniously, um, he did have lots of injuries. He'd obviously been in lots of scraps. He also had lots of um, rocks in his stomach from eating these wild kind of plants etc and just being really hungry so anyway they named the dog ghost oh i like that why ghost did it give a reason because he's all white Ah. so he used to come up on people's security cameras which is this all white kind of presence in amongst these coyotes you know on those night cameras where everything looks white what dog breed was it do they know was it just a a mongrel or um i don't know what dog breed it doesn't say what dog breed in here so i'm guessing it's a mixed breed Mm -hmm. or some sort of um mutt but apparently really sweet loving dog not at all weary of humans and has just really easily kind of integrated with non-coyote life. That's so interesting because coyotes, are, you know, they usually attack small dogs or, you know, in America, everyone's very aware if you have a dog out in your garden, beware yeah. of the coyotes. But it's interesting they took that, there's sort of the dog under its wing when it was a puppy. Mm. And I wonder how long it was in the pack for. It's almost a year. 
definitely between seven and eight months people have been monitoring the dog so it's at least a year and now um ghost is up for adoption and there's a gofundme page to pay for his medical bills to get him to a point where you know he's fit and healthy to be adopted and it's absolutely fine with humans even though it's it's apparently really kind really gentle which is unusual because he hasn't come across many humans at all i think he'd be feral yeah you would think yeah but no really interesting well, thank you for that, Lowry. Uh, oh, so should I say thank you, Ash? Yeah, yeah, you can, uh, if you head over to uh, Dogs Under the Microscope podcast, you can find out more about that. Well, oh, is this your new podcast? <laughs> your podcast. Uh, he's, uh, <laughs> <laughs> he is going to take our listeners. You're going to take all five of them. Oh, anyway, thank you, guys. chosen a dog that I know Lowry and Ash love and we looked at um, sort of what dogs to be looking at and what Ash, Ash tell them what you do to help us choose the dog breed for each episode. So I'm uh, very technical, I go on trends.google.com and then you find out which is the most trending dog and it is the Borzoi. And the Borzoi, even when we mentioned it, we bri- the Borzoi has come up in a few conversations mm. we've had. And I know it's your, both your one of your favourite dogs. But Borzoi. why is it trending so much, Ash? It is trending because of a meme. Um, is it a meme? It's a meme. But it's got sound with it. Yeah. Isn't a meme just a still picture? I mean... Isn't I, it a video? I think... It, it's not really <laughs> a picture or a video. It's is this technology a, in the spotlight? It I has sound really with know. it, doesn't it? It's a whole video with well, sound sound. No, yeah, but a, a yeah. meme isn't like a picture. Is it like a real? Anyway, we just... <laughs> I don't really understand what's going on here. Let's just tell us what this <laughs> real meme post so was. It's that uh, super high-pitched uh, song you've probably heard on TikTok. I'm not going to do it, but maybe... Uh, Larry, Joshua do, can, can, <laughs> can insert here. Yeah, it will insert the thing. And it says, and it's the it's gone trending hugely, isn't it? Yeah, it's gone viral and everyone is reposting. And this song typically has the picture of a bozoi with a long nose. And often the nose gets longer and, and longer. And longer. And then what, so what we will do, we'll put that meme reel post, whatever you want to call it, on our Instagram, which is Larry. It is dog in the spotlight with underscores in between every word. Brilliant. So we have chosen the Borzoi. Um, a long explanation to why is because just of a, a meme. Um, but <laughs> the Borzoi has a very, very interesting history. And you don't see many of them around. We do actually have one in the park. We live in oh, Lincoln Park in gorgeous. Chicago. This dog, oh ev- it is the most striking dog. And the funny enough, you don't see them very often. And I actually, I've, I've seen read books about them. I've seen them on telly. I'd never seen one in real life until we went to the park. Mm. It literally is the most elegant, graceful dog. It, it looks like it's bright white and it looks like a ghost. The way it's so it does. flows across the park. It it's glides. stunning. 
Anyway, so the borzoid. The borzoid actually means swift in Russian. Oh. It is a Russian breed. Mm. And I can see why it's called swift. It's elegant. It's very fast. It's one of the fastest dogs in the world. Um, it's also very large and mm. it's quite, it can get, even though it's a slim build, it can get up to 120 pounds. Uh, my gosh. Yeah. It's the second largest sight hound after the Irish wolfhound. Mm. And anyway, so it started off with nobility and aristocrats in Russia in the 17th century. And it was bred, it was crossed, it was, so it's uh, breeds that made the borzoids was the Arabian greyhound and a Russian sheepdog. An Arabian greyhound I've never heard of yeah. either. Is that a dog that, is that a breed that still exists? I think it still exists. Similar to the Afghan. Yeah, it's similar to the Afghan. Mm. It's, it's that sort of breed. It's that uh, very slim bi- uh, build with a long coat. Mm-hmm. Um, anyway, so it had its coat in because it was came from Russia in those in those cold winters. So it has quite a thick coat. Has two coats, but it was in nobility, and they would have huge, huge packs of them, which would help hunt wolves, hares, etc. But the main thing it would do, they had the, one of the largest hunts in Russia. They would have an annual hunt where it would hunt wolves, mm. and it would go through over the the plains, looking, you know, hunting down the wolves. And it would hold the wolf in a position so the hunters would come and do the final kill. Oh, my but, God. So they're quite fearless, or they were bred to be fearless. Another interesting fact is that you couldn't ever purchase a borzoi back in the 19th and early 20th century. The Tsar would give it to you. Oh. They would gift you wow. a borzoi. So you could never... So it was a status thing. So if you did... If you weren't, obviously, the Tsar, oh. if you had a borzoi people would know it was a gift from the czars. However, this was its downfall. Why do you think it was its downfall if it was um, with nobility of Russia? And by the way, it never really left Russia. So it wasn't a dog that sort of spread to other countries. It was purely, in the turn of the 20th century, it's purely a Russian breed. So what do you think the downfall of it was to being a a noble dog in early 20th century Russia? Oh, I don't know. Is it is it kind of like how, uh, kind of like uh, French fries being renamed Freedom fries, like they were seen as a Russian symbol? A symbol of what, though? So you're you're on the right lines. They were seen as a symbol. Communism. Yet so in the Ru- in the Russian Re- revolution. So I throw communism in there somewhere. <laughs> yeah, the Russian revolution. <laughs> they were seen as no- noble, so obviously that they didn't want to see that, and so they um, killed oh. many many of them to the verging of extinction. Wow. Um, because you know, they, obviously they were gifted by the Tsar, etc. So breeders of Russia managed to get them out of the country. Not, that's why they're still not very popular still, because they didn't get loads out of the country, and some went to the UK, some went to the United States. Um, but that's its real downfall, because it was related to the nobility. Um, but it gained popular, popularity, especially in the show ring, and you can see that the way, it, as we've mm. just talked, it literally is like a show dog. Mm-hmm. It is phenomenal when you see it. Now, its appearance, we've said it's quite a tall dog. Now, it has a very, very unusual face, and this is what the meme is about. It's an extremely long face, and its eyes are right at the front of its head, which gives it a 260-degree sight, because it's a sight hound. Wow. Considering, I think, it, the um, a human only has 180. Mm-hmm. But its face takes three years to develop. So when it's a puppy, it's got this little bend in its nose. And for three years, it carries on. I know. And it carries on growing (laughs) 10 inches 
until it's re- that's its full Jesus um, capacity. So it's got a very, very long face. Quite a comical looking face. It is. It is. Yeah. There's something very, very cute about it. Um, anyway, so it has that. And as we were talking about the coat, it can shed. Mm. And we were saying about that because we... Myself and and you aren't into shedding dogs, but so it can shed. But again, it shed. It says it sheds once a year, mainly in the summer. Okay. Um, so if you give it a good brush, you shouldn't have too much of an issue. Um, as I said, it was bred for hunting, so it has a real prey drive. So again, keeping on the lead at all times. Mm-hmm. And you had with your greyhound, yeah, similar sort of background, and mm-hmm. you had to keep your dog on the lead always. Um, again, it needs exercise. It does like a good spurt of exercise, um, and then when it comes to training. They're not the most intelligent because they can be quite stubborn when it's training. So this is, again, why it's going to be hard to train it off the lead. Where do you think Stanley Corrin puts it as intelligent? Well, right down the bottom, if I remember rightly, was it the Afghan hound that was right down the bottom? Right at the bottom. So I think it's going to be very similar to that. So maybe... uh, is it out of 140? Uh, actually, so there's 140 dogs they um, look over, but it's actually um, 79 dogs because many dogs come under the same sort of uh, rating. Right. I'd say then maybe in the 60s somewhere. It is the fifth dumbest dog. <laughs> uh, and when when I, I, I say dumbest, <laughs> when I say dumbest, Stanley Corin he rates the dogs on how quickly they pick up commands. And this is why it can be a struggle to train because it doesn't mm. pick up uh, commands very quickly. And so, yeah. So, again, beauty, but no brains. It's like so many supermodels. Like so many supermodels. <laughs> like so many. Um, so, again, training. But as a temperament, it's very gentle. It's a very loyal dog. Um, I've read two things about some say, that, oh, it can be um, not so good with small children, but maybe that's due to its size and its prey drive. Mm. However, other um, articles and research I've done and sources say it's brilliant with children. So again, it probably comes down with training. Um, it can be wary of strangers, but there's a few dogs that are like that anyway. Mm. Um, it does need lots of exercise. Um and I think probably like the Greyhound, it can be a bit of a sloppy one after it's had its sprints. But I still think you need to have a, quite a large area to let it off the lead to mm. be able to run its run mm. um, all, all the exercise off. Now, it is a large dog. It's a slim dog. It's a pretty healthy dog. Their life expectancy is 10 to 12 years, which isn't too bad for a, okay. size that, a dog that size. But Ash, tell us a tiny bit more about the health of the Borzoi. All right. Um, so the Borzoi's health is pretty good. Um, there's nothing major with them. Overall, they're a, they're a pretty healthy breed. Um, there are two main things to look out for. The first one, dental disease. Oh, that'll get you. So when you say dental disease, what do you mean? Like if you don't brush your dog's teeth or will it happen no matter what? Well... So, I mean, dental disease is arguably a thing in all dogs. Mm. However, with the Borzoi, um, the shape of his head, so kind of picking up on what you said um, about uh, the growth over three years, that actually can cause uh, kind of uh, weird growths in the mouth uh, that causes uh, painful infections. And so... Dental hygiene is just always something to look out specifically during that phase when uh, its head is growing. 
Okay. Because I brush Margot's teeth, what, three, two or three times a week? So I'm saying, would it help brushing the teeth or is it something more, um, you you know, they have to do x-rays because of the growth of the, um, the way the teeth are growing? So uh, you should also, I mean, you should obviously brush the teeth. Uh, that's going to stop and uh, stop the and reduce risk to dental disease but this is more of a kind of a, a deeper issue that's caused by um like the, abnormalities by by the the, the bone structure of the growth exactly okay yeah yeah um and then aside from that bloat um so i think we might have talked about this uh, on the whippet or the greyhound but bloat is an issue as well and that's quite common in dogs that are very fast runners um and those slimmer dogs as well but actually and larger dogs for the yeah. example the great dane has bloating issues i believe the greyhound can have bloating yeah. issues i it, imagine they feel very self-conscious about it <laughs> because of their slender figure yeah. oh yeah and they try and keep in shape so they much. they'll be known as like the big borzoi like hey big borzoi <laughs> big bloaty borzoi big belly borzoi they get yeah. eating disorders because we're all shouting stuff at them in the park. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all jokes aside. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it, what it actually is, is it's um, the stomach kind of gets flipped and trapped. And so uh, gas is kind of being created and unable to escape. But actually, it, it can be fatal because if this isn't caught, it can cause death within almost 30 minutes. This yeah. is um, a thing with, we had this with Z, mm-hmm. with our old greyhound, where you had to get these bowls yeah. with the raised parts in them to slow down how quickly they eat. Because if they eat too fast, remember the vet said that their stomach can flip. Yeah. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. And what would be the case if it does flip? You have to get veterinary attention straight away. It's really serious. Yeah. Yeah. So it's one of those things that if you have a borzoi or any dog that's susceptible to bloat, you need to be aware of the symptoms so that you can get attention very quickly. And it can't be um, remedied by just a nice little chamomile mint tea. No, it cannot. Or a good old fart. (laughs) (laughs) Larry would know about that (laughs) (laughs) that's why I've had to get my own my own microphone across the room um anyway (laughs) anyway any other uh health issues yeah um I will say just to add on to that with the bloat uh you you both called out a few um breeds there and the thing that they have in common is like the low barreled chest and that's kind of what uh what it is but um yeah other than that um the other things are kind of less common but uh there's a few bone and joint problems and like all breeds they have kind of things that they're most susceptible for um but um yeah one one of the one of the bone and joint problems that they're susceptible to is ocd what's that they're very tidy no yeah, I was like, wow, that's a handy dog. I want a dog with OCD. My ma- flat would be immaculate. All these eating control issues, these yeah. eating control issues. Oh, wow. It's a therapy. Yeah. Uh, as you'd expect with the bullseye. But um, no, um, this is actually very interesting. Um, and it's an abnormality that causes when the puppies grow too quickly. And it causes issues with the joints not being properly attached. Um <laughs> Is that quite so common? Is it because of its size? Like, what do you mean? So they shoot. What do you mean I, by I that? I think it's. I think it's common in dogs which grow to be quite large, mm-hmm. um, and it's if they grow too large too quick. Yeah, and th- actually, that's most even with a lot of puppies. 
um, is making sure you don't overwalk them when they're young mm. um, because they're still growing and they can have joint issues. Yeah, I think I think it is literally that. Um, but yeah, overall, you just kind of have to keep going to the vet and make sure your dog isn't growing too quickly and the vet will help you kind of stay on top of that. Um, yeah, outside of that, kind of usual stuff, uh, dysplasia. Yeah. All dogs are seeing dysplasia. That's how it goes. And again, I think sometimes with their new space being such a fast dog and um, being careful, it's sort of not uh, hitting itself into things with because it's such a fast dog, a bit like yeah. a greyhound. Yeah. Um, well, thank you for that. Actually, actually that's welcome. quite a short one because it sounds extremely healthy um, and, you know, an ideal dog, I'm feeling. Russian nobility. Mm-hmm. Russia. It used to be known, saying, uh, talk about how large it was known as the Russian wolfhound, which is interesting. Mm-hmm. This being such a regal dog, um, and also not extremely rare, it's the 93rd most popular dog in the United States. But many people, famous people, have owned them, haven't they, Larry? Who are these people? They have. So, um, despite it, like you said, being a more obscure dog outside of Russia, it was actually Queen Victoria of England who popularised the Borzoi outside of Russia. So she's a famous owner. And I believe she was gifted a Borzoi by the Tsar. Oh, is she? Yeah. Because again, remember, you couldn't be given, the Tsar could only give you, you couldn't purchase them. Mm-hmm. No uh, the Borzoi uh, has also appeared in the media, um, it is the symbol of Alfred A. Knopf Publishing House, and it has been since 1915. It was also um, a kind of face of this particular vodka called Wolfschmitz um, that have had adverts going since... Uh, it says the 70s. But as notable uh, people who've owned it, we had the captain of the Titanic. Correct. And it was on its faithful voyage. It would travelled with him on the voyage, the final voyage. Or so it's only voyage, says, I guess. Um, who was not on board the ship's oh. Ilford. <laughs> I read an article that says, I apologise, listeners, but maybe Larry's got the wrong article. <laughs> maybe you've got the wrong article. <laughs> Maybe it survived. Maybe it actually swam to shore. Well, there we go. Do you know, okay. it's a mystery. We like a, mysteries here. Yeah. We're going to leave you in suspense. <laughs> do you know what we should do? A new podcast, The Mystery of the Borzoi of the Titanic. Let's <laughs> make up a story. Um, um, it also maybe appears, that's where Trevor is, looking for this uh, Borzoi today. He is in the Atlantic Ocean. Looking for this Borzoi. <laughs> that's why it's not here today. <laughs> Dearly me. Uh, it also appeared in uh, Tolstoy's War and Peace and uh, Fitzgerald's The Beautiful and Damned. And if you've heard the um, Pink Floyd song, Seamus, there is a dog kind of barking at the start of that. That's a Borzoi, as a fun fact. Ah. You also may have seen a Borzoi in the Hunger Games. They dyed a Borzoi pink. And it's uh, featured with some of the nobility in the Hunger Games. Again, being that kind of book, that kind of dystopian book with a real divide between nobility and the working class, it was used as a symbol that was being walked by the real kind of noble of that um, of that particular book and movie. And then some famous owners include Liberace. Oh, he would look like he would own one of those. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Quite flamboyant. They're very flamboyant yeah. looking dogs. Yeah. Bo Derek. So another Bo. Oh. I don't know who Bo Derek is. Do you? No, no idea. Write in. Right. Um, <laughs> <laughs> or phone in Bo if it's you. <laughs> if you're still alive. <laughs> Michael Douglas. Really? Yeah. Don Johnson. Don Johnson. I've heard of him. him. Who is Don Johnson? I've heard of Don Johnson. Oh, I know who he is. He was off Miami... 
Um, something Miami. Miami Vice? Miami Vice, yeah. I'm sure that's Don Johnson, yeah. Okay. Nick Nolte. Again, another one I've not heard of, but I quite like the alliteration of that name. (laughs) And Rod Stewart. Oh, we've heard of Rod. Mm -hmm. He does like those tall supermodels. There we go. That's probably why he's gone for a Borzoi. Who did he date that, um, oh, I can't remember, Penny someone. Can't remember, but he dated a very tall, skinny, lanky girl, a bit like a Borzoi. Great, and, and if you are listening, also write in with that <laughs> if you think that description of you is fair. <laughs> anyway, thanks for that, Lowry. Anyway, back to our segment where we look at the best names for our dog. But before we do that, let's give you a bit of thinking time, more like you, Ash, because we have a few weird names from Ash because he hasn't thought about it. This, we're going to have a little quiz. Oh, okay. okay. So, I'm going to ask you a question. Ash, I'll start with you. <clears throat> Uh, which dog yodels instead of barks? Now I'm going to give you three choices. The otter hound. The yodeling basset hound. I've heard of that yodeling. It's, it's just called the basset hound. <laughs> okay. Or the basenji. What was the first one again? It was the otter hound. I'm going to go with that. The otter hound. Oh. Uh, and you are... Are incorrect. It is the Basenji. I was going to say that this way. Oh, I wish you had that question. See if you might get this one, Larry Cavello Phillips. Mm. You will get this one. Which dog's name was the most popular in 2020 according to Prudence, Prudent Pet Insurance? I'm going to give you a list of four. Yeah. You'll know it straight away. Uh-huh. Max, Buddy, Charlie, Bella. Bella. Boring Co- Bella. Boring, Boring Bella with big belly block. Yeah. <laughs> Everyone hates Bella. <laughs> yeah, bloating Bella. Big bloated Bella. <laughs> yeah. Anyways, that's two nil, one nil. So oh, this it's is one nil. But these are biased questions. <laughs> Why are they biased questions? You've Bella. been on this podcast for the last five day, five episodes. Have you had your when have you in? talked about a yodeling dog on the podcast? <laughs> and, and every episode you talk about Bella and how much you guys hate it, and it's a club you're all fancy in. <laughs> I'm really happy for you guys. Someone is not... Someone's a bit of a sore loser. All right, then. It's the first person. Oh, you'll get this one, Ash. You'll get this one. So which is the most popular dog breed in the US? Hang on. Let me, actually, do you, know what? do you know what? Before I give you those four choices, I'm gonna. if you get it without giving the choices, you'll, you'll draw. And if you get it, Larry, you'll win. So, Ash, which one do you think the most popular dog breed in the US is? The Labrador. Oh, for fuck's sake. Oh, sorry. Family friendly, family friendly. Someone is taking this quite seriously. I didn't realise that I... I'm not sure we should have the quiz part. This would be an X, X-rated podcast here. So, Lori Cavallo teacher, uh, teacher. She is a teacher. Uh, and she's swearing like that. Anyway, Lori, what is... Do you think... I was going to say the Labrador, so I'll go for a Golden Retriever. <gasps> Ash, it's a draw. You brought it back. It is the uh, Labrador. Check you out, Ash. Yeah. Now, names. I'll give you the top. I've got some brilliant names for this dog because it's fantastic. By the way, 
Weird, like when you see a borzo, you tend to see them white, etc. Mm-hmm. But they can actually be any color of coat. So that's I, I'm doing it. This dog. So the dog we see in the park is this gorgeous white dog. It looks like a ghost. But again, that one thing about them, if you're showing them, they can actually be any color. Okay, well, knowing um, you were going to get some very literal names based on <laughs> the, the literal color names. White. Yeah. Um, but I was thinking, I, um, I didn't want Ash going down the cloud route like he did with um, the Bedlington Terrier. Cause it's white. <laughs> oh, just you wait. So, a boy's name, they are Max, Jack, Lucky, well, I don't know where they're lucky, I don't know where that's come from, Olivia, sorry, Oliver, I say, and Boris, Boris the Borzoi. Oh, I like Boris. Yeah, it's quite a good one. Yeah, I and, had Boris. Oh, did you? Did you? Yeah, that's original. I was thinking of Boris. And then, the girls, it is Lucy, Daisy, Molly, Ruby, and Angel. Don't like any of those. I think Angel's quite cute for that dog. Not, oh, I don't like the name Angel, but the, if you imagine the dog in the park, it does look like an angel floating around the way it floats. No? Yeah. That's quite a strong reaction to those anyway. <laughs> well, I'm very surprised that Bella didn't turn up. Because it's an unusual dog. The people Ooh. who pick a Borzois aren't going to be picking the name Bella, are they? No. <laughs> they'll, be, they'll be picking a Labrador. Okay. <laughs> nothing about Nothing against Labradors. Okay. So, Ash, what would be your top boy's name and your top girl's name? Okay. So, in this scenario, again, I'd have two. Two dogs. Two of them. Right. Okay. Boy and a girl. If that, that's how I do. You'd have a boy, the top boy's name and the top girl's name. Or they're both going to be related. The names. Well, they can be related. If okay, okay. I'm thinking about the names that they're related. <laughs> this is my fantasy. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so I would have Bo. That's nice. Okay, that's nice. Which maybe is Boris, but I shortened it to Bo. How, how would you spell that? B-O. Oh, but okay. <laughs> okay. Not as in Bo, as in the French Bo. Yeah, that's how I imagine that. No, being. Bo. Just literally Bo. Literally Bo. Okay, B-O. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> are, I don't think they've got much odour I don't know why they call it B.O. Okay And then the So that would be the boy Bo And then, and then the girl would be Zoe So you'd have Bo and Zoe <laughs> so But they're Bozo. not even related What? What? Bozo Is it quite funny? Bo Zoe Bo Zoe Bo Zoe But that's right yeah, I, know, I know It's genius <laughs> Bo uh, Zoe I also like Bozoe. Zeb <laughs> <laughs> that doesn't even. Uh, you I were... thought it was really clever. Right? Oh, I'm glad someone did. <laughs> um, Bo Zoe. Either that, or I'd have. <laughs> what would be your other ones? <laughs> Either that, or I'd have Gabba and Ghoul. Gabba Ghoul. Gabba Ghoul. More because of ghoul, because of the white, and then I just added on Gabba. A ghoul? What's what's what a ghoul? <laughs> I'm sorry, these are absolutely ridiculous. <laughs> what do you mean? What is a ghoul? You never wear the Yes, the I did. Ghoul. As I said, I suddenly realised, but I couldn't. I kept thinking of Gabba Ghoul, and I'm like, why is Gabba? <laughs> That's because they're called Gabba a ghoul. Is Gabba Ghoul a soup? Yeah, isn't it like a Russian dish? It's, it's a goulash. Is Gabba Ghoul a soup? Isn't it goulash? <laughs> oh my God, yeah. What's called goul? Gabba Ghoul what is like goulash? the, from Sopranos, where Tony is it's Italian. <laughs> what is Gabba Ghoul? The dog's Russian for crying out loud. Oh, I don't know where this Gabba so... Ghoul is. Anyway, it's... let's get back to some uh, normalis- yeah. normality. <laughs> Lowry, what are you going to go for? Russian er? <laughs> Borscht. Borscht. <laughs> so. Pachki. Oh, that's, that's Polish. Um, okay, so I quite like a name that I saw on your screen that you didn't mention, which is Zebediah. 
or Zeb. Okay. I like that kind of Old Testament. I don't know why. Yeah. I think the the statuesque nature, maybe Zebediah, but I would go for a name that is akin to a supermodel's name. So I'd go for maybe Gigi. Yes. Uh, Heidi. Yeah, I like that one. Yeah. Um, what other ones are? Kate, Giselle. Naomi. Naomi. Who's the... Be- this is why Bella is unusually start up there because that's obviously very famous. Hmm. Supermodel. Something like that. Twiggy, I've mentioned in the past, but Twiggy sounds more hairless than hairful, hairy. Yeah, I know what you mean. Like, <laughs> she don't. sounds like... <laughs> She, no uh, Twiggy sounds like means. she's had a Brazilian. Twiggy's lasered all over. Yeah, yeah. yeah. She's squeaky clean. So. I like those ones because they are meant to be like the models of the the super. I was watching a yeah. um, video and they were like the supermodels of the dogs world. I particularly like Heidi because yeah. Heidi's got Heidi Klum's got hair like that as well. Yeah, that kind of shaggy. Or Claudia, and, like Claudia Schiffer. Or Cl- maybe Claudia. Again. Oh, not Claudia. Which no one's had <laughs> it's Claudia close. could come back. And for a boy, a Zebediah or something quite regal. Mm. Isaac. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Um, so I think I was thinking at first I thought Casper because of the ghost. And I was like, no, George, that's right. ridiculous. That's nearly as bad as Bo Zoe. Gabba Google. Uh, Gabba <laughs> Um I quite like Zeus. I think that's oh, quite that's a cool, cool name, Zeus. Um, and for a girl, I had, I was going down the model ones, but I was thinking more Naomi. Just because I think right. everyone, all, you know, yeah. something like that. Um, but yeah, so I think what I like about them is their appearance is so striking and their temperament is amazing. They're also, they're not barkers. So I was reading, if you want a watchdog, not the one for you. Mm-hmm. So even if you had a, if you had a large apartment, that's ideal. Um, and again, it's more the space because they are a large dog. Even when I'm surprised, I was surprised how large these dogs were mm-hmm. when, when seeing one in real life. But for me, actually, before I tell you how I feel about the breed, I probably know your answer to this, but let's start mm-hmm. with you, Ash. What would, you, would this make the list? Yes. Tell us why. <laughs> um, the only downside, I think, is the shed in. Otherwise, I feel like it's, you know, it's like kind of a perfect read for me and Lori Capello Phillips yeah exactly the same the shedding is slightly off-putting but if it's once a year then that's fine um and yeah I, just, I love them I think they're great yeah. I just think I just love their faces they are mm. so narrow but so striking so and their whole body is so narrow yeah literally mm. they could hide behind they could hide you know behind a pole and you wouldn't see it um <laughs> but so we've got another one's made your list mm-hmm. it's we're yeah, on a roll the same category yeah. aside from the bedlington terry but again it's a bit skinny but wasn't didn't that also have relation to the whippet yeah, yeah. so aren't they all whippet greyhound bedlington they're all quite <laughs> yeah, yeah i think you you only like skinny dogs uh, mm. yeah i really am quite um horrible yeah, and I I don't want to know about anything. Overweight. Any yeah, any big ones. No, any, any overweight dogs or chunky dogs. Margot, you're out. Um, <laughs> <laughs> no. Well, another one's made the list. I am over the moon. Well, thank you, Ashley and Lori Cabello Phillips. And until next time, if you have any dogs that you want us to raise or uh, mention on our episode, please let us know and send us a message on our Instagram account. And remind us of that one more time, Lori. It is dog in the spotlight with underscores in between each word. Lovely. And see you all very soon. Bye. Bye.